The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley, CBAs, and consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, and welcome into PNC Studios here at Hallis Hall with Bears head coach Matt Nagy here until 8 o'clock tonight. Later on in the program, we'll be joined by Bears Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor to join the program. Matt, good evening. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. I got to say quickly, from a personal perspective, that was a treat. And any Bears fan who was at the game, watching the game, listening to the game, heard about the game, or are just finding out about the game, uh, had to feel the same way from start to finish. How satisfying was it? Other than the obvious that you won. That's just how you won the game. Yeah, no, those are special games there. Those are ones that you always remember. And and, uh, the nice thing about that game was the fact that it started with the first play of the game and it it ended with the last play of the game. And so um, when you do that on offense, on defense, in special teams, and you play as well as we did, um, it can do so much for your team with their confidence. And and, uh, they get to believe and see that it's there to grab. And, and we've been talking about it the defense has been playing super. The offense uh, had room for improvement and for the offense to come out and have the series that we had and, and very few third downs uh, really until the fourth quarter uh, to be efficient in the red zone. And then for the defense to continue with what they've been doing and for special teams to continue. Um, those are, those are games. Like I just said that, uh, that last forever. And then now hopefully we can use this to catapult us in the right direction and continue with this good momentum. Well, I've been telling people today, people asking me, you know, about it. it you now know what you're capable of. They know what they're capable of. Mitch knows what he's capable of. You know what you're capable of in terms of play calling and so forth and using what you have. Is that a fair statement? For sure. And, and so um, for us, we, we, we understand that it's, uh, it's something that's going to take a little bit of time, but the, the patience can sometimes not be there for, for a lot of people. And, and so we can talk about it and we can say it's going to take time, but to actually see it happen um, like it did yesterday. Um, and, and, you know, again, the one thing that gets hidden in this thing, the offense played really well, but that was a really good offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that, that our defense was facing. Now, this is a team that put up 400 yards three three weeks in a row and broke an NFL record. And so for our defense to come out and continue playing dominant football like they've been, um, that, that, was, that was just as good. The risk of this show, given your offensive mind, is we can always talk offense for every single <laughs> segment. But I'm glad you led me into defense because we do have to talk about it. Uh, it's a it's a defense because of who's there. It's taken the starch out of teams a little bit. It, I mean, you could already see it in the first couple series, uh, a defeated look just by yeah. their actions, their body language, their uh, penalties. I mean, you name it. Is the presence of one guy affecting 21 other guys, in a sense, in Khalil Mack? Well, I don't want to give it on him, obviously, right. but he is making that kind of difference in the first four weeks. He is, and then, like you said, with 21 other guys, I mean, he's he's number one. Most importantly for us, is he's raising everybody's level of play, um, just because of they they get to see how he practices, they see his motor during the games. Um, 
you know, everyone talks about how great sacks are, and sacks are great. But the one thing that's just so impressive of for him to have four straight games to to get that ball, get that football, and put that ball on the ground and give us an opportunity for a turnover. Um, and so the guys in practice on defense, they feel that they practice that way. They understand that, that when, when you have a guy as dominant as he is at one position, that if they step up their game, then it just, it completely changes the, the, um, the, really the atmosphere of the, every, everyone looks at the defense now and they, there's a, there's a fear a little bit and from the offense and they get that if they don't get the ball off on time. Um, that our defensive line is going to get home. They're going to sack the quarterback. And so that gives confidence to the DBs. And now the DBs can be a little bit more aggressive and they can be jumpy with some of the stuff they do. And so, and then it's our coaches. Our coaches do a great job of putting these guys in great, great positions uh, to make plays. And so it's contagious. Uh, if he, they feed off one another. And uh, right now um, I'm glad they're our defense. And he has affected uh, many different plays yesterday because of his pass rush. That spin move at the last second that led to an interception. Uh, obviously, the tip that Danny Trevathan got. And uh, I think everybody's trying to follow a little bit. You know, and, and there's a guy we talked about last week. He made a big play. One of the first guys to always greet him. It's Bilal Nichols. Mm-hmm. And it's Mac going to congratulate the young man. Uh, that must feel great for this kid, a rookie. It is. And, uh, again, you have these young guys that are seeing how it's supposed to be done. And um, they want to emulate their the, the guys in front of them. And they they feel it. You, you, you look at our sideline yesterday, and you, you can see how energetic and how committed and involved the, these these players are. Some guys that aren't even in, in pads, you know, or, or others. And go back and look at the um, the last play of the game on defense uh, for, for the interception with, with – uh, you know, with Lynch and you look at 52 on the sideline, look at, look at Khalil on the sideline and how crazy he's going on. So how happy he was in that situation for Aaron to get that interception. I think it's going to be huge for Aaron Lynch this year. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, I mean, Khalil Mack's presence is going to make a big impact. It is. And, and it's, so those are the intangibles that, you know, you either have or you don't have. And we have that right now with these guys. And it's just, uh, it's spreading like wildfire. This is Matt Nagy and the Bears Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Whipfleet Financial Advisors. Um, you mentioned earlier today, and, and you, you're you a man of your word. You you have been from the moment you got here. You, you want to be aggressive, calculated, obviously, calculated, aggressive. You are aggressive from start to finish. Um, I ran in your dad after the game. First thing he says to me, hey, how about that? How about that? I'm, I'm just glad he kept the pedal on the metal, yeah, so to speak, you yeah. know? Uh, does that cross your mind? Like, how far do you go? Because you're up so big. Yeah. No. It, it. Well, what you do is you kind of prep for these type of moments. You go through situations as a coach and how you're going to handle different scenarios. And and um, and so for me, uh, we just had a mentality yesterday that we're going to continue to to keep here of of staying completely aggressive. Who cares about the score? It's zero zero. There's too much stuff that can happen in this league. There's too many teams that can come come back. Um, and so um, I just thought it was great by a great job by our guys of when we were calling some shots downfield of making the plays happen. That was a big emphasis for us was we were calling shots the first few weeks. Um, we weren't connecting on those. And it's it's good to do that. It's good to call them, but you got to connect. And so um, for us to be able to connect on those shots, it started off with the the touchdown pass to Trey Burton. And once we got that first one, I had a feeling that this could be this could be a good day for us. Well, now with the type of defense you're playing, it's almost an obligation to mm-hmm. do that. It is. And and so 
you look at us as a team, we were what top three in the league in time of possession going into yesterday. And um, you didn't see as much. We I think we lost the time of possession battle by about five minutes, but we had several big chunk plays that were over 30 yards. And, and so that's going to cut down your time of possession. But then we go right back to where we've been struggling, which is the red zone. And for us to go four for four yesterday with four touchdowns in the red zone, uh, complete confidence. And, and again, the practice and the preparation that our guys had uh, on that Thursday night and Friday practice, uh, it just completely transferred over to the game and they made plays and we got touchdowns. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continue. Going out to the numbers left, slot left Robinson. Tight end Burton heads in motion to the right slot. Trubisky in the gun, back to his left, takes the shotgun snap, giving a look left. Trubisky going to float it into the left corner of the end zone, going to get it. Robinson's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Trubisky to Allen Robinson, a 14-yard strike. And Robinson's 19th career red zone touchdown. The Bears extend their lead over the Buccaneers. And that was his first Bears touchdown for Allen Robinson. Two of the six touchdown throws that Mitch Trubisky threw yesterday, five in the first half, uh, setting records. Never been done before in the first half here with Matt Nagy. Uh, that volume of numbers. And, you know, obviously uh, Pat Mahomes did it this year in week two, so... Uh, just given everything, how focused everybody has been on Mitch on the outside, it does not equate to what the inside was looking, how the inside of the building was looking at Mitch. And that's always the big conversation. You know, it's 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 one side and then you got the other side of the story. And the other side of the story is this. You'll tell it, but I'll give the preview, is that this is not just because it happened yesterday. This is the culmination of months and where it's been heading. Would that be the proper way to put this in context? Yeah, absolutely. He he's he and we as an offense, uh, he meaning Mitch, um, you know, there's so many hours and so much film work and study and notes and, um, you know, that goes into trying to, to make this thing go as smoothly as possible. And so um, when you're not, you know, you're not executing like you wish you could or you uh, you want to be better as an offense in general, as a whole, uh, it can be frustrating. And like you just said, you know, you have you have the outsiders and then you have the, the, the people on inside the building. And, um, and, and it's all because people care. None of it is because of the, the criticism. Every, we understand that, and, and Mitch understands that. People just want the best. And so, um, you know, trust me, more than anybody, Mitch is out there putting in tons of work, extra work, uh, he cares more than than most, and and so to have that game yesterday that he had, I was just really, really, truly happy for him, uh, for us, and and you know there's there's just so much effort and time that goes into it that to be able to see it come to fruition and and see all that stuff happen in one game is uh, is good for us as a team and good for him. Uh, the assistant coaches are available to the media today up here at Hallis Hall. So quarterback coach David Gohn spoke to his sideline demeanor, Mitch's sideline deme- demeanor in this game, and it was very focused, and he stayed steady throughout. And it, it was something he was very encouraged by. Did you witness that as well? And, and was it different than any other game this season so far? So it, it was, and you could feel it. And, and I think um, – one of the things that we discussed 
as as coaches and and with Mitch was a few weeks ago. Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna cut you loose, and it's that whole quote unquote next play mentality. So if it's a good play, let's let's move on and let's keep going. If it's a an interception, a fumble, uh, a poor read, your eyes don't go where our our eyes go. Then it's okay. Let's move on. Let's just let's just really truly w- focus on the next play. Well, we started talking about that, and he, it ended up being in a game where he had two picks right away against Seattle, back to back, and he really hung in there and and used that mentality that we discussed to his benefit, and we got through the game, won the game, and and uh, well, on the other end of the spectrum was yesterday he was playing really well. And it, it was it was though to keep those blinders on and to not listen to what you're hearing, not worry about okay now I'm content I just threw a couple touchdown passes you know we're scored some touchdowns in the red zone none of that from him he wanted more he wanted to just keep going he didn't want any just he was he was really in his own and uh, uh, so for us as coaches we all felt that from him. And from the rest of the guys on offense, and uh, when, when you when you all are in the zone, good things happen. And I felt just yesterday, we, everybody was feeling good. Is the play of the receivers and the type of routes they're running and, and what they're running and getting to understand the offense better and all the concepts and the variations off those concepts, allowing, in particular, guys that you know are outstanding route runners like Allen Robinson coming off ACL, Taylor Gabriel, who's got the speed, playing to their speed, or did they yesterday more than at any point this season? No, I, th- I think really right now um, they're, they're, they've been, they're playing the same way that they've been all year long. Um, conceptually, we're, we're trying to fit, fit some concepts into our offense um, that we feel are great, not only for, for Mitchell, but for, for our, our, our receivers and our running backs and, and for the O-line mixing it up. Um, so I just think in general, as long as these guys, they, they just worry about their position and what they do and, and making the throws, making the catches, all the rest of itself takes care of itself. So we're in a good spot right now. And, uh, uh, conceptually, though, we're, we're just trying to stick with the basics. Cohen lined up left outside the numbers. Now he's pulled into the left of the quarterback, Trubisky. Slot right. Snap back. Protection good again. Trubisky finds Cohen at the two. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Working on Levante David. And the Bears are making these linebackers work on a somersault in the end zone. To the north end zone fans by Cohen, who caps a nine yard strike with a touchdown catch Trubisky three touchdown throws in his first half yeah and Cohen's excitement is um, palpable and it spreads like wildfire he's been that way from the moment he got drafted here Matt yeah he's uh he's electric you know he can do so much he can run the ball in between the tackles he can run it on the edges he can run routes you can put him in a slot you can put him outside um, and so when you have that, that's a little bit of a toy as a coach. And, and those are good. You like to have good toys. And, and so uh, it, it, he showed up yesterday, made plays when we called on him. And then that's going to be uh, big for us as we move forward. You know, invariably, the last two years, there are reporters who ask, and it, it almost seems like because he's diminutive in height, five six five seven or whatever he is, uh, that he can't hold up to 20-plus touches in a game. And here he is running between the tackles yesterday as well as all those different routes and, and taking handoffs. So he's a little thicker than the average five six five seven back or which receiver. Would you not say yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. He's he's uh he might tell you he's one ninety, but he's slightly under one ninety. And so <laughs> so uh but but the one thing is is he's tough. And he understands too, these these ball carriers 
when they run in between the tackles, there's a there's in my opinion there's an art to understanding how to take a hit, and uh, and sometimes when you got to get down and not take a, a senseless uh, hit that you don't need to take, and and he has that, um, and then he extends plays. You know he he's um, he's he's just able to have a good feel for that, and and when you when you have that. Again, the biggest advantage for us with him is that we can line him up in the backfield and we can run the football with him. A lot of times when you put smaller guys back there, it's, hey, it's scat, scat, scat. They're going to release to the flat and run a route. Uh, with him, we can do both. So it makes the defense be honest. And Jordan Howard can do both too. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. Use yeah. And, and I think it's a for us to have both of those guys, um, it's just really uh, – they're, they're different tools for, for us as, as we as we build this offense. And uh, those guys understand that, and they, they realize that. And so one game it may be uh, Cohen. The next game it may be uh, Jordan. And so uh, – Or when the weather turns, yeah, for, you're going to need a mutter. That's right. That's right. And and uh, that's the best part of, of having different types of backs like that. So right now Cohen 10th in the league in combined yards – as uh, he put together quite the performance yesterday. Uh, let's try and tick down some other things. Sam Ocho today, uh, your word that he tore his peck. I think he only had, it was third snap he took in the game, and he's going to be out for the year. Digs into the depth a little bit, but th- there are guys there. Yeah, no, we do have depth there, but I'll say this about Sam. Sam, uh, he's, a, he's just a true professional that comes to work each and every day and does everything that we ask, and uh, he's a he's a big time leader on this team, so that's a that's a uh, that's a that that hurts us losing him. Uh, but we'll, you know we'll get him all uh, fixed up with with surgery and get him going there, and then you know get, keep him around the building and and just have him be there for support and help out as much as possible. And but again, it is it's part of football, and guys get injured, and and uh, so. Uh, whoever that is that steps in next and fills that role, we got to go. It'd be insane not to uh, congratulate the offensive line or at least bring them up here in, in some detail about their performance yesterday because, and you bring it up all the time about the green grass for mm-hmm. the quarterback to have a little to, to make a play and step in the po- step up in the pocket or just have some time, just enough time to pull off some of these deeper routes. But there were many times yesterday I, I kept saying, comfy pocket, uh, pockets clean, you know, time to throw. So, Job well done by those guys up front and working in the rookie at, at, at guard at times too in James Daniels. Yeah, when you when you play quarterback uh, and there's people around your knees, it makes that throw a lot a lot more difficult and the accuracy can can be a lot uh, a lot worse in, in so many ways. And so, but when you have that green grass that we talk about and we talk about it all the time, uh, the percentages go way up. And so yesterday, if you go back and you watch that game and you see the tape, you'll see for majority of the, the snaps that, that Mitch had back there, there was a lot of a lot of uh, uh, green grass for him to step up into the pocket, to move it, slide in the pocket, and, and make the throws. And so if you don't have that, you can forget about it. He had it yesterday, and then we took advantage of it with the with the throws and catches. You're insulated because you're you're on the inside and you're 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 in charge here. You're in charge, but do you feel the rejuvenation in this building in one month? You, of games. You, you can feel it. You, you, you feel it. You hear it. Um, people are energized right now. Uh, it doesn't matter who they are, if they're in this building, um, whether they're, they're players, coaches, staff, anybody in the organization, they, um, they, we have a good thing going right now. Uh, I think what's important for everybody to, to understand is the fact that it is a very long season. And uh, 
it's it's my job as a head coach it's our job as coaches to make sure that we just stay even keel and so to get some rest here over the bye week and then let's let's come back here focus in on Miami and only worry about Miami three and one means nothing right now we can look back in week 16 it, it may mean nothing um, but we're going to use it in a positive right now that we've worked hard to get those three wins and uh, and and do everything we possibly can to get to four and one. Yeah, and the uh, always the 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 look back sometimes what coaches don't like to do, but literally make one more play in Green Bay, and you're looking at a team that would be four and zero. You yeah, can't do that, obviously. No, you can't. But there's some ways to look at that. And so for us, when we lost that game, it, it was a tough way to lose. And but I do believe truly, and I've said this to the team and, and coaches, I, I do believe that some of those scars and blemishes help build who you are as a team. And so we'll learn from that. And and uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't come down to the end of the year where one game you know keeps us from from going to the playoffs. But with that said, uh, it, it 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 builds your character and it can make you a tougher and stronger team. So right now. We're looking at it as, as for us to build on it and use it as a positive. Well, enjoy uh, the week. Um, a little self-reflection, a little downtime, hopefully, as well. I Thank appreciate you so much. it. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Congratulations again. Great start to the season, 3-1. and one. When we come back, we'll be joined by special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, who is excited to be on the program tonight. This is uh, the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, brought to you by Whipley CBAs and Consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy, Verizon and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Fitzpatrick in the gun back to his right. Bunch set left for receiver right. Bears are bringing a late blitz. Pressure coming. Oh, oh no. On the ground. Pile up for it. They recover. But on third and 11, the Bears bring heat. Khalil Mack with the forced fumble for the fourth consecutive game. A sack strip for Khalil Mack. Well, I bring uh, that highlight into the show with Chris Tabor because Khalil Mack uh, is a defining player and somebody that has made everybody else better on the team. And it even impacts special teams. It just does. <laughs> Everything he does and helping that defense get to where it is. Uh, welcome to the program, by the way. Good to see you and congratulations on yesterday's win. But. I know he doesn't play special teams, but if he did, he'd be, he'd be electric. Be, I'm sure he'd be electric. He'd be electric. Oh, man, what would you do with a guy like that, right? <laughs> An outside linebacker that can move like that and uh, wreak havoc. But he has, and you've witnessed his practices, so he, he has made a huge impact even away from his down-to-down -down performance on Sundays. It's how he works. No question. I mean, he's a, he's a true pro's pro, and you can see why he's – in my opinion, one of the best players in the National Football League. Uh, glad he's here. It, it's stepped, it's stepping everybody's game up, you know. And uh, it's exciting to see him get the quarterback on third down because then we have an opportunity to send the punt return team out and get the ball in Tariq Cohen's hands. So it's a, it's it's a trickle down effect, and it's it's exciting one. Yeah, three and outs Love is them. big. Because you guys lead the league in three and outs, and I believe Cohen has the tied for the most punt returns. So you're getting punts. And you put in a ball, a ball like that, a player of his caliber and his electricity, yeah, that's going to get you field position, right? No question. I mean, we want to get the, the ball in his hands out in open space and, and let him create. I mean, he's a dynamic player that can uh, 
change field position. He can either score it or he can set up the score, and those, that's what we want in our in our return game. Yeah, and you know, so far in the first month of the season, how would you characterize what the new rules and all the discussion points that had become so popular in, in training camp affected anything for the first month? You know, it's still. I think it's still early. I mean, you're still seeing a lot of touchbacks in in the kickoff return game, and I think that's going to kind of continue. I mean, return season, and we're probably about yes. another few weeks away from the re- official opening so day. So many shopping days till. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. But it's on its way. But I, I do like the the new set of rules that the league has implemented. Um, you know, there's it's there's a lot more one-on-one blocking as you're down on the field. You don't hear or see the big collisions. And uh, I think that's I think that's good for the game. Player safety needs to be always be at the the forefront of everything, and I, th- I think the league has done a nice job with that. Has it curbed any of the edginess of special teams? <laughs> because that sometimes is a tone setter early in a game. No, it is. I mean, it's uh, it's you still have the integrity of the game, still set in field position, um, and and like I say, the, the the more times you can, you know, begin to return the ball and set field position those things it's going to be it's going to be a good thing uh you know with the new rules you're kind of seeing some some of the schemes and those things are guys can't do quite as much uh just the way it's 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 formulated uh but it really comes down to the skills of of guys blocking out in open space which to be quite honest that's a tough skill for those guys it's probably actually the hardest thing to do uh and uh you can kind of see who's good and and get things done there. The Bears Coaches Show with special teams coordinator Chris Tabor and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continue. 50-yard trot. Left hash, angle right, north end zone. Flags are quiet. Snapped by Scales. Placement by O'Donnell. Kicked by Parkey from 50 yards. It is good. And that ends the first half with an exclamation point on a complete and dominant performance by your Chicago Bears. The third most points ever by the Bears in the first half. They've hung 38 on Tampa Bay. They lead it 38-3 at halftime. Here with Chris Tabor, special teams coordinator. That was a good exclamation point for a a near-perfect first half. No coach will ever say they had a near-perfect performance by any means. Uh, That's just not in your guys' DNA, is it? But that came pretty close. No, it was... was, uh, That became pretty close. It it was. It was. (laughs) I I, I have to admit, that was a lot of fun. The the guys did a great job of executing all three phases. It was was fun to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, that was the third most in the half. Uh, and not since 1962, I believe November of 1962, have the Bears scored that many points since the Bears scored 57 against the Baltimore Colts. And that was without any off, uh, no defensive or no special teams touchdown, so, which we didn't have yesterday. It was just pure offense. So it's, it's a long time ago. It's, yeah. it's not easy. To score. I, know, I know scoreboards are lighting up around the league. And there's a couple 40-point teams, that, you know, and even one you didn't win. Your old team, they didn't win with 40-something points in, against the Oakland Raiders, but it is hard to score that. And right now, I still feel, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, it's still a little feeling out process in the league, a little bit about what teams are. No, no question. I mean, you're just finishing the first quarter of the season. I think you're figuring out who teams are, what you are, what you can and cannot do. And, you know, I think... It's 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 always a you're you're always developing, always always maturing all the time. Stop by the Miller Lite Chicago Bears Ultimate Tailgate to enjoy food, five dollar Miller Lights, music, and games for every age. Located at the Field Museum Terrace, the Ultimate Tailgate is free to enter and will be open two hours before and through one hour after every Bears regular season home game. As the Bears take a, a bit of a break, a bye week coming up, uh, which got planned? 
little self self scout. That's always the. Uh, the oh, it's not a cliche, but it sounds like it because we hear from coaches every every year. But it is important. No, you have to. You always have to check yourself, and then uh, you know you start getting an early work in on on Miami. Uh, you know, and what you see on tape there, they're awfully good. So it's 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 good to get ahead. So Cody Parkey hit that 50 yarder. So uh, he's proven to be a huge addition. Nine of ten in, in field goals made. All 12 of his uh, PATs tied for second in points in the league. Um, he's got 20 touchbacks on his 24 kickoffs. So, like you said, that's pretty much in line with everybody else in the league. But overall, uh, how's he doing? He's doing well. You know, the thing you you really like about about Cody is he has a distinct routine throughout the week of of what he needs to get done and how he's going to get it done. And then the thing you really love about him is if if, if there is a misfortunate miss, uh, he doesn't dwell on it. You know, like the one he missed there in, in Arizona, and he comes back and and bangs three of them out for us. And, and he's just – he's very steady. He, he knows exactly what he needs to get done. If he misses one, he knows how to fix it. Uh, he's He's been a great addition for us. Yeah, good personality. Seems to totally fit. You know, I, I joked with him because we did a show on Bears All Access, which is heard on our sister station, uh, 670, the score. We had Cody and Pat O'Donnell. I say, hey, we're, we're scales. You know, if you guys are coming on – because it's the operation – the whole operation is long snap, you know, placement and and the boot. Uh, how is the operation? Because you're familiar with no, these. No snap, hole, kick. Yeah, quite yeah. Un, quite <laughs> quite important. Uh, they all three do a, a really good job together, and and they understand uh, where everything needs to be in their communication of, of all those things. A lot of people, the the natural football fan, probably doesn't understand all the. If, the, if they place the ball in between the hash, is the long snapper going to move it up or is he going to move it back so that the, the holder and the, and the kicker can get the right spot? All those little things, they, they work out, and we practice it during the week, and they, they do a great job. And he'll be fine, too. You know, Soldier Field, I always thought Robbie Gold was the best ever at Soldier Field because of the conditions and his late um, December and January performances. His percentage was better than anybody's, uh, visiting and otherwise. Uh, but he's he's done it in tough conditions too. So when the weather turns, that's the true medal of the kicker. Oh, no question. And, and Cody's he's been a cold weather yeah. kicker. I mean, yeah. his rookie year and all, all pro right. in Philadelphia, and then you know I had him in Cleveland also, which is also a tough place to kick, and he and he kicked real well there. So uh, I don't see it phasing him. No. And Pat O'Donnell, uh, only 14 punts this year so far because. Uh, the Bears have had, have had great time of possession to move the ball. Sixth in the league in net punting average right now at 42-9. And every, anytime you get over 40 on the net, things are looking good, right? No, it is. And I think that sometimes people do look at the numbers. Uh, what we try to say is, did we win the net punt that day? And uh, right now, Pat's won the net punt. And that also ties in. Our, our punt return team also takes great pride in that because they want to obviously knock down the other punt, punter's net. Uh, but he's changed some things, and he's done real yeah, well. Yeah, at, at your suggestion, correct? We talked about. Yeah, and, he, it a and he's bit. And, and he's really accepted it, and he's really worked on on fine tuning some things. He has a really big leg. He's a very talented football player, and and uh, he can flip the field, and in those type of things, and he can also, you know, get him inside the ten, and and does a nice job there. So I've been real pleased with his production, and uh, excited to see what he does in this next quarter uh, of the season. He can he can boom it forever. Are, are you a hang time guy? The hang, hang in, in, in location, you want him to correlate. You know, uh, you, you don't want to hit, see a guy hit a, you know, a 50-yard punt at, you know, a, a 4-3 hang. Obviously, now the ball's in the returner's hands quickly. You, you, there has to be some type of correlation 
there. Uh, you know, if, if you're talking about a 48-yard punt, you know, anywhere from that 4.6 to 4.8 to give your McManuses and your Bellamy's an opportunity to, to get down there and affect the returner. So it, it all ties in, and, and Pat's doing a nice job in that area. That's Chris Tabor. One more segment with the special teams coordinator in his second tour of duty with the Bears. Glad to have him here back in Chicago. Join me, Tom Thayer, and Luke Canellis for Bears Game Night Live, brought to you by IGS Energy. We'll recap every Bears game Sunday nights at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago. Hey, the powerful noise-canceling technology that helps NFL coaches block out 80,000 screaming fans can get you closer to the music you love. Learn more at www.bose.com slash bears. Bose, the official headphones of the Chicago Bears. And, boy, it was loud enough you could use headphones yesterday at Soldier Field. Uh, Chris Tabor, Matt Nagy has been talking about home field advantage. You've been here before. You know how valuable that is. You know how crazy these fans will get when they when they get something to cheer about. Are you seeing it all come to life again? Yeah, no, it's fun. It's a great, it's a great venue. Um, obviously, Chicago sports fans. I mean, Bears fans are are the are the best. And uh, to get that place rocking like it is, I mean, that's a that's a great home field advantage. Does Matt Nagy, being as aggressive minded and what he wants this team to be, and as creative as he is, is it fueling any creativity for you? Are you asked to be creative? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, Coach, he, he pushes you, and he wants you to think outside the box, and that's fun. I mean, it's it's fun to when you're in the office all week and you're watching tape to try to find something that maybe you can exploit, and uh, and then you present it to the guys, and then they take pride in it, and then you, you have some fun. And, and uh, when those chances come up on, on Sunday, hopefully we deliver with uh, that creativity. Even though you're uh, on the special team side, when you see the game plan, because you guys all work together, the all coordinators and the whole staff, but when you see plays like you did yesterday when Chase Daniel comes out there, I mean, is that – Rev your engine a little bit. Oh no you, question. You, are you on the edge of your seat just like everybody else? No question. When I when I when I saw it during the week, <laughs> I said I love that one. I can't wait to see it. And and when they got inside right there in the five, I said here it comes. This is great. Yeah, had to do it a second time because of the penalty. <laughs> Boy, Matt was hot. Now he's fire, isn't he? No question. Yeah, coaches. Uh, you, you you know where he's coming from, and that's that's what you want. I, I you know the players love it, the coaches love it. Uh, you you understand. He understands what this franchise is about and where it's supposed to be, and uh, and he's leading us. And you've been able to, to share that with your own players because you've been here before. Those who haven't been, you know, it. I, I do think these guys, there's there's something about these guys that are embracing this a little bit. No question. I I, I say it I, every every day when I walk in the building and you see Coach Hollis's yeah. statue right there. It's humbling, and and that C on the helmet means something. I mean, it's uh, uh, you. you you have to live up to it, and, and there, there's a, a sense of pride and uh, that, that you got to get it done. All right, Chris, we'll let you go. Thank you so much. Have Thanks, a great guys. bye week. Get ready for the Dolphins. Uh, have a great night, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, and this is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Have a great night, everyone.